This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in Counselor Education and Supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Chloe Ailing? In March of 2017, Chloe Ailing was a 20-year-old model who lived in South London with her mother and her two-year-old son. Chloe started modeling at the age of 18 and worked for a lawyer and part-time DJ named Phil Green. Phil owns a modeling agency called Supermodel Agency. Just to be clear, super is describing the word model and not the word agency, so it's not a supermodel agency. Phil was contacted by a 30-year-old man named Lucas Herba. Lucas lived in Birmingham, England, and was a computer programmer. Lucas told Phil that his name was Andre Lazio, and he was arranging a photo shoot for a motorcycle company. The company wanted to book Chloe for a photo shoot in Paris. Phil investigated the company and asked all the questions that he would normally ask to someone who was trying to book a model. For example, what other work did the company do? Where were they physically located? And what other models did they work with? According to Phil, Lucas, who again was using the name Andre, had a credible-looking website and answered all the questions in a way that was not suspicious. Lucas paid the modeling agency 2,000 pounds up front, which may have contributed to the not-so-suspicious designation. Chloe was scheduled for the photo shoot, but after she traveled to Paris, Lucas canceled it. He said that a recent terror attack resulted in his studio being ransacked. He arranged for a prepaid taxi to return Chloe to the airport, but she climbed into the wrong taxi. The driver, of course, wanted to be paid, so Chloe called Lucas, and he met her and the taxi driver to settle the bill. He apologized to Chloe for the inconvenience during their brief meeting. Later, Lucas rescheduled the photo shoot to take place in Milan, Italy, on July 12, 2017. Phil Green once again checked out the studio and concluded it was legitimate. Chloe traveled to Milan on July 11. The next day, she traveled to the building where the photo shoot was supposed to take place. Here's what happened next, according to Chloe. As she made entry into the building, she was accosted by two men. One approached her from behind and grabbed her, as the other one injected her arm with a needle. Prosecutors would later say that the two men were Lucas and his brother Michael, and that Chloe was injected with ketamine. The men handcuffed Chloe, gagged her, and placed her inside of a bag in the trunk of a car. They then drove to a rural area northwest of Turin, Italy, which is about two and a half hours west of Milan. They were in a cabin in the mountains. Even though the area was rural, there were other occupied cabins right next to the residence. Chloe said that Lucas kept her handcuffed to a chest of drawers in a second-story room. He told her that it was his plan to sell her as a sex slave to people in the Middle East. Once the buyers were bored with her, they would feed her to tigers. Lucas told Chloe that he was part of a Romanian criminal enterprise called the Black Death Group. He said that this group was behind this trafficking scheme. Phil Green received an email that was supposed to be from the Black Death Group 
The email was actually from Lucas. The email demanded 300,000 euros for the safe return of Chloe. If the demand was not met, she would be sold on the dark web. Lucas also mentioned that the kidnapping would be great for publicity. It could really help out Chloe's career. I find it curious that Lucas added this little extra incentive to pay the ransom. Like someone planning to pay the ransom would be thinking, I want the victim returned safely, but I wish there was some other benefit for my payment. I just want more value for my ransom dollars. Phil Green contacted the authorities. The police in Italy visited the address in Milan where the photo shoot was supposed to take place. They realized it was never a studio, and they found some of Chloe's clothing. Lucas told Chloe that he did not kidnap her. Rather, the two men who grabbed her were foot soldiers from the Black Death. According to Lucas, because Chloe had given birth, she was not as valuable to the tiger-toting Middle Eastern billionaires. The Black Death group was going to have trouble selling her. In addition, he felt as though it was against the kidnapper code of ethics to sell a woman who had a child. As soon as Lucas found out that the Black Death group kidnapped Chloe, he traveled from Rome to rescue her. Lucas talked about how he didn't really want to be part of the Black Death anymore, like he was considering a career change. He was willing to buy Chloe's freedom, but to do it, he would have to raise the 300,000 euros and give the group 20 properties that he owned. If he engaged in this act of generosity, his fate would be intertwined with Chloe's forever. He was risking his life to save her. Lucas didn't want Chloe to get too comfortable just because he was on her side. He told her that the Black Death agents were all around the cabin, therefore she should not attempt to escape. Lucas asked Chloe if she would prefer sleeping in his bed as opposed to being handcuffed to the chest of drawers. She agreed. They slept back to back in the same bed from that point on. Over time, Lucas came up with a new plan. He would release Chloe, and when she returned to Britain, she would pay him 50,000 pounds in Bitcoin. He was just going to take her word for it, like he trusted her to pay. Lucas also wanted her to promote the Black Death as a leading organization in the terror industry. Chloe agreed to these demands. Before Lucas released Chloe, they went together to shop for shoes. They were seen on video holding hands as they left the store. At no point did Chloe attempt to run away or to alert anyone that she was the victim of a kidnapping. She would later claim that she was concerned about the language barrier, like she didn't know if she could communicate that she was in trouble, and she was worried that agents of the Black Death were all over the area. Everyone knows that leaders in the terror industry are exceedingly attracted to high-quality shoe wear. The next day, July 17, Lucas took Chloe to the British consulate to set her free. They arrived two hours before the consulate opened, therefore Lucas decided that they should eat breakfast together. Witnesses in the cafe said that Lucas and Chloe were laughing and joking. They did not hear the content of the jokes, but I imagine Lucas said something like, Remember when I said you were going to be eaten by tigers? Good times. After breakfast, Lucas walked Chloe to the consulate. His initial plan was to drop Chloe off, but he decided to go in. After entering the consulate, Chloe told the authorities that Lucas was just a friend. She told them that she had been kidnapped and escaped. She borrowed a stranger's phone and asked Lucas to come to her rescue. The police asked Chloe what his phone number was, but she didn't know it. 
She eventually told them the story of the kidnapping, but she failed to mention the part about how she and Lucas went shopping together. Lucas was placed under arrest. He had a different story for the police. He said that he and Chloe were in a criminal conspiracy. This was all just a scheme to help boost Chloe's public image. He was trying to assist her with her financial difficulties. Lucas said the idea for the hoax came from a movie titled By Any Means. This film featured a minor celebrity being kidnapped. In June of 2018, Lucas was convicted of kidnapping and extortion. He received 16 years and 9 months in jail, although it was later reduced to 12 years, then to 5 years. If Lucas keeps appealing, he could be released at any minute. Michael was arrested in 2018 and, at the time of making this video, is still facing charges. Prosecutors say that they have DNA and email evidence against Michael. For example, his hair was found in the trunk of the car used in the kidnapping. Three weeks after the kidnapping, Chloe returned to South London. She immediately gave a press conference in her yard. She told reporters that she feared for her life during the kidnapping. Chloe went on to appear on many different TV shows, including Good Morning Britain. Piers Morgan asked Chloe why she lied to the police about the shoe shopping trip. Chloe was offended by the question. She said it would all come out in the end. Phil Green said that when Chloe returned from Italy, he received a number of requests for her to work, valued at 200,000 pounds. Chloe fired Phil and hired a new agent implying that she couldn't trust Phil because he had booked her for a kidnapping. I guess no super model agency would do that, but to be fair to Phil Green, again, the name of his business is Supermodel Agency. He wasn't saying his agency was super. Chloe has traveled all over the world and continued to give interviews. She has had great financial success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.
Now moving to my analysis. This case has caused a great deal of controversy. Many people believe that Chloe was in on the kidnapping, like she conspired with Lucas to promote her career. Considering that Lucas has admitted to perpetrating the kidnapping, there are really only three theories about what could have happened in this case. Theory number one is that Lucas kidnapped Chloe with the intent of selling her, but Chloe was able to manipulate Lucas into getting arrested. Theory number two is just like theory number one, except what Lucas did was his plan all along. He kidnapped Chloe with the intent of making himself out to be a hero who rescued her. All this was a bizarre attempt to win her affection. Theory number three is that Chloe was in on the plan. This was all done to boost her career. It was a hoax. Now that Lucas and Michael are both in trouble, she has gone on with her life and is enjoying profit from the hoax. The first step in determining which theory is most likely correct is to look at the question, was Chloe truly a victim? There are quite a few reasons to believe that she was a victim and quite a few reasons to believe that she wasn't. I'll start with the reasons that make it look like she was a victim. The police found no evidence of a conspiracy between Lucas and Chloe. They did not communicate in any way prior to the kidnapping other than that brief meeting at the airport in Paris. Chloe was friends with Lucas on Facebook starting in 2015, but she suggested that she was pretty liberal about adding friends. The police found bruises on Chloe's wrists and ankles, ketamine in her hair, and a mark on her wrist consistent with an injection. Prior to the kidnapping, Lucas had tried to create poisons at his residence, like cyanide and ricin. He made several searches online, including ketamine, Chloe Ailing, Black Death, and sex trafficking, and he purchased ski masks and gloves. In an email Lucas sent to his brother Michael, he asked him to be kind to Chloe so she would be more likely to cooperate. If Chloe was in on the plan, why did Lucas cancel the kidnapping in Paris? Lucas said he canceled it because there were too many police officers in the area. This would not matter if he and Chloe were conspirators. Now looking at the evidence suggesting the kidnapping was a hoax. Chloe had been fascinated with fame for some time before the kidnapping. The father of Chloe's son said that Chloe was focused on her modeling career and he had to take care of their child alone. Neighbors near the cabin where Chloe was held did not see or hear anything that suggested a kidnapping was taking place. One neighbor saw Lucas and Chloe together on two occasions and said they looked like a regular romantic couple. Michael described the relationship between Chloe and Lucas as normal. He said there was no reason to believe that Lucas was kidnapping Chloe. Chloe went shopping for shoes with Lucas and had breakfast with him. She failed to mention the shopping trip to the police. During an interview, Chloe said that she was not offended by people accusing her of being part of a hoax. She suggested that she would not believe her story either if she had not experienced it personally. Some people have argued that Chloe's emotions are not consistent with a kidnapping victim. For example, she doesn't seem to have any emotions. She is incredibly calm and controlled during her interviews. Chloe has not been shy about using her newfound fame for financial gain. When weighing the evidence, do I think that Chloe was a victim? Despite her behaving suspiciously, I think that she is telling the truth. I believe that she was actually targeted by Lucas and there was no conspiracy. This means that theory number three is not likely 
But what about theories number one and two? Was this a kidnapping gone wrong, or was Lucas trying to impress Chloe the entire time? If this was a normal kidnapping, murder would have been the probable outcome. Considering that Chloe was not murdered, it leads me to believe that Lucas actually planned to play the hero from the beginning. I do not think that Chloe actually manipulated Lucas into thinking that she was interested in him romantically. She acts like she pulled off this incredible escape by outwitting Lucas, but this is the same person who said that she believed black death agents were watching her all the time. She said that she believed everything Lucas told her. Chloe can't have it both ways. She can't be a master manipulator and the most gullible person in Europe at the same time. I think that only the latter is true. In my opinion, theory number two is the most likely. Lucas perpetrated a kidnapping with the intent of trying to win Chloe as a romantic partner. Here's what I think happened. This is just a theory, my opinion. Lucas saw photographs of Chloe on the internet. He developed a fantasy about being with her. He wanted a consensual relationship. He fantasized about Chloe being his lover. He knew that he could not win her over through traditional means. He probably viewed her as just a bit out of his league. Lucas believed that if he kidnapped Chloe and played the hero, she could not help but fall in love with him. As he carried out his plan, Chloe played along just as a matter of survival. She agreed with everything that he wanted, including sleeping in the same bed as him. Lucas believed that her reaction meant that his plan was working. He viewed himself as a genius who had figured out and executed this brilliant plan to find love. He started getting excited about a future with Chloe, which led to one mistake after the other. The behavior Lucas exhibited is consistent with narcissism. He was grandiose, self-centered, believed he was special, and he had fantasies of the ideal love. A former girlfriend of Lucas said that he lived in a fantasy world and frequently tried to impress other people. For example, he was a sniper, he was a wealthy landowner, and he owned a massive synthetic chicken feed company. I guess he figured if he couldn't impress people, at least chickens would admire him. Sometimes narcissists try to obtain unrealistic goals through crude and overly complicated plans. They don't have empathy, therefore they don't understand how people are going to react. This led Lucas down the path of executing a very dangerous plan while he treated it like a game. By trying to play the hero, Lucas removed any doubt that he was the villain. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa Vita Brevis. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.